This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. But right now we're going to talk about cybersecurity with the help of our contributor, Scott Shantz. Hi, Scott. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm not very good at this topic. See, and that's interesting, Simi, because new research would suggest that, and I... I don't mean I mean I don't mean this in a negative way at all. But to me, are you, I would consider you like uh, are you Gen Gen X or Boomer? That is so cute that you are trying to be very careful. You don't want to insult me. <laughs> I'm trying me. to be careful. Yeah. Be, no, no, I'm Gen X. Okay. I will tell you, Scott. I'm 52. Okay. So you're fi- so I Gen X. I'm a elder millennial, uh, and then so baby boomers are before us. Gen Z is the generation after us. Right. And I think typically we think of baby boomers as not very tech savvy at all, uh, because you know they were late adopters to to the internet and all that type of thing. And we think of Gen Z and younger people as being very tech savvy because they've just had this stuff all of their life. But new research shows, Simi, that Gen Z are three times as likely to fall for an online scam as a baby boomer is. I believe it. Why? Because they just see everything on their phone and they're open and they're trusting and they see it, they're going to go for it. Yeah. And it sort of was counter to my to my thinking. So I, I got in touch with a, a cybersecurity expert. Her name is uh, Jane Arnett and she works with the co- for a company called Checkpoint doing this type of stuff. And she's like looked a lot into the Gen Z cybersecurity thing and why they're so susceptible to it. And I just asked her, like, what is different about their generation? Yeah, I think there's a few things going on. Like, first of all, you know, Gen Z is typically considered to be turning around 25 right now. So that that age group, like 11 to 25, these are people who are very good at doing things. Like when you think about an athlete at their peak performance, right, they're, they're very good at doing things, but it's still up to older people to teach them how to do things safely, I think. You know, like that's that's what we're, we're kind of there to guide them on. And I think um, part of it is is that. You know, like, just because we look for the the youngest person in a room to fix our tech problem doesn't mean that they're experts in cybersecurity. The other thing is that, that, you know, they were raised in a world, like, like, I remember cell phones starting, like, becoming a thing, you know? They were raised in a world where not only is everything connected and easy all the time, there's augmented reality. There's, you know, there are so many online services available today that are designed to give them a seamless experience and services that are incredibly convenient using these these online connected devices. And I think the risk versus the reward and the convenience is just that that equation really pushes them more towards convenience and less towards taking the time to make sure that everything is Correct and good and safe. Sure, yeah, We're not using- and and that makes perfect sense too, because like we see that with with Gen Z, at least I think I see that. So what what does a scam that targets someone who is Gen Z or around that age? What does that look like? Because you know, like when I think of online scams, I think of you know the Nigerian prince or yeah. th- those type of things. You know, like help me get my money out of this country and I'll give you some of it. Things that seem um, really really far fetched, but like, are Gen Z falling for that type of thing? What, like, what do these scams look like? Okay, so Gen Z is falling more for, I think, scams that are, are scams that sit next 
to perfectly legitimate businesses online that it's really hard to tell the difference between. So they're falling for like online shopping scams, um, romance scams, investments like cryptocurrency scams, employment scams, and um, you know the, the the FTC found when they did a little study that half of those um, successful scams were originating on social media specifically. And I think it's really hard to tell, right? Like how many times do you do online shopping? It's hard to tell when you're going to get the product that you wanted. So then think about something like a romance scam. Or, you know, before romance, let me go to crypto. I mean, crypto is a really obvious one. You've got projects by Joe Schmo in his basement trying to make money off a coin that does nothing but has a dog on it versus, you know, a bunch of MIT students who are banked by or backed by banks and everything else right next to each other. And, again, it's really hard for someone who doesn't do a ton of research or know a ton of stuff to, to tell the difference between them. And they may invest in the wrong place. Or like a romance scam where you have – everything about you online, like that TikTok trend, the get to know me, you know, and that's the way that people are, are putting things out there. So it's, it's really easy. If we think about it in the old school way, like a scam that our parents might have um, fallen for, it would have been meeting these people in person and then they get you to talk about yourself and suddenly this person's, you know, really agreeing with everything you're saying and you're like a month in before you realize they haven't actually expressed an opinion of their own, but suddenly they're trying to borrow money. You know, that's, that's the kind of thing that happens online. The more that somebody can find out about you, the more targeted an attack they can make for you, the more interesting and juicy that click bait can be that can then, you know, be the window into them taking control of whatever, be it your phone or your bank or whatever it is. How do we uh, protect them? I think there's probably people who are listening to this that are thinking of their kids. And I suppose the first reaction there is, you know, a little bit of like, okay, finally, like the tables have turned, like kids or, or young <laughs> people have, like, you know what I mean? The young people have been um, yeah. sort of like boasty about the internet. Like, oh, my parents don't get the internet. They're on Facebook. That means I have to get off of Facebook and stuff. And, yeah. you know, now it sort of seems like, oh, older people kind of have one up on, on younger people here where it's like, I need to tell, let's educate you young people about how to be careful and not get scammed on the internet. What does that look like? How are we teaching Gen Z not to get scammed? Yeah, okay. So the first thing I'm going to start at is teaching ourselves not to set up Gen Z to get scammed. So, for example, all those people who are on Facebook, right, when, when we, you know, I, I saw my friends do this. They'd have a kid, and then they're posting to Facebook, like, my kid's favorite color, my kid's first concert, my kid's first pet. And all of the other information that's really the answer to all of your password reset questions where those sorts of things exist. So stop giving away everything about your kids to everyone online. The average home has something like 21 to 26 connected devices, and it can be a lot to keep all of the software up to date, but that's really, really important because that's going to do a lot of the heavy lifting for you on the security front. That's uh, Jane Arnett. She's a cybersecurity expert with a company called Checkpoint. And uh, here, here, baby boomers, never let Generation Z or Z talk down to you about cybersecurity. I believe this because I think the older generations, they just know that things need maintenance. Do you know what I mean? Like we're used to, oh, things need to be repaired. Things need to be fixed. Things need to be done. Whereas I think the younger generations perhaps are not as aware of that kind of 
work, that things need to be maintained. Yeah, and also maybe like a little bit naive about the way the world works. They're used to getting something new. Yeah. When it, oh, is that model old? Oh, is a new iPhone coming out? I'm getting the new one as opposed right. to I've got to make this one work for a little while. Yeah, yeah. So some healthy tips there as well about educating yourself first on cybersecurity and then your kids. Yeah, I could probably use a little work on that too. Thank you for that, Scott. You got it. That's our Scott Shots. If you want to weigh in, send me at cknw.com.